You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6 1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly! As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood! Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. My name is Mads. I'm Scout and we're coming live to you from LK's Nursery. I-R-L-L-K's nursery. A lot of acronyms. We're I-R-L and yet we still can't fucking manage to get the video together. Yeah, so sorry. you know what? Like, oh wait, why don't we just record? Oh, because it's so hard to transfer the recording. You know what, guys? Like, I we're can't. not going to get into the can't. podcast jargon. It is an absolute terror to get video content. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I do have a studio in my office that we could have gone to, but it's. That would have still not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Riverside it, is not working. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, we're here. We're back to... Well, you know what? We're going back to the podcasting roots, which is, you know, 
audio medium and truly say la vie (laughs) um okay we're in san diego and i came up to see or sorry came down to see baby baby yeah because you haven't seen her in what two months i haven't seen her almost two months in so long she hasn't grown which is good but she is doing a lot she a lot of more activities have been added to her repertoire yeah she's not crawling but yet she's mobile as if she was crawling she's scooching she's scooching her little big tushy yeah and she's trying to crawl she's rolling over she rolls over like a dog she's grabbing herself food yeah it's she waves she waves like she's babbling like it's so crazy to see she's on the precipice of becoming a little human it's wild and yeah it's just a delight to see yeah delight to be an elf you know what it's a good day to be an elf yeah it's timing is so weird because i know they say it goes really fast and sitting here i almost have a one-year-old And I feel like, yes, just yesterday we were talking about me being pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, I still feel like I'm in this transition of becoming a mom, but I'm going to have a one-year-old. Like, I'm a full mom. Like, it's done. Like, there's no, like, new motherhood It's, like, so weird that you are a mother. I think I've said this so many times on the podcast, but just even, like... The fact that I have a daughter. It's, like, I remember that one time. I don't even know where we were. I think we were on a podcast and you were, like, my daughter. Whoa. It's so weird to even say that. I know. It is very weird. It's also weird to know that there was a time before that Lily did not exist. I just like, it's weird that you're responsible for someone's life. Like, you are literally, it's it's life or death. It's not just responsible for her life. There's that aspect to it. And then making sure she's like not a murderer. But it's like, it's responsible for every, every second of her life has to be accounted for. That's the crazy part. Yes, I can. I mean, listen, I can't speak from experience yet, but I could imagine that when you have a 10 year old, yes, of course you are still responsible for their lives. But it's not like you need to be watching them every fucking second. They can go it's to the so bathroom by themselves. They can go hang out with their friends. Like every fucking so second of her life has to be accounted for. We were for. watching. We were watching. You're so not invited to my bat mitzvah, which is a new Netflix movie, which every single human being needs to watch. This movie. It was so fucking good, and it's with Adam Sandler and his two do- his two actual daughters are the stars in the sh- in the movie, and his wife is in it as well. It's like a whole family affair. And the whole time I was just also, you know, you were talking about how when you watch movies and what is going on? What's happening to you? My scrunchie got caught in my hair and now there's a knot and the scrunchie won't get the fuck off my hair. Okay. Well, can you just like figure that out? Yes, I'm trying because I'm not speaking. So I'm trying to do it. But then you, you know, you outed me. um, You were saying that when you watch movies and TV, like you're seeing it through the perspective of the parents now rather than the teenagers. And in this movie, the whole time I was thinking oh my God, Lily's going to be that age. Like she's going to be a teenager. She's going to be in her room looking up TikToks underneath her bed covers and being like, mom, go away. Like get out of my face. Like she's going to be like that. I know. I mean, and she's going to be like going around with her friends and we're going to be like, oh, she's going to be like, can you drop me off at this party? And then we have to drop her off at the party. Like it's so weird. I think that you really truly enter adulthood when you have a kid and then you watch TV shows like we're watching Veronica Mars where it's set in high school and you realize that you're closer to to being the parent in those shows than you are to being the high schooler. Oh my god I can't. I know the other day 
I was talking to dad today about my career and stuff and oh. money and money mindfulness. Yeah, we had a very lovely chat. Oh, I want, I want the scoop. I want the inside scoop. Yeah, we had a very lovely financial. I mean, the sisters know I've been on like such a financial independence journey and mm-hmm. and mindfulness. You know, f- f- these are all the words. Freedom, mindfulness, finances, empowerment, all the above. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I've been through that, going through that journey, and I've, for the longest time, dad has, like, triggered me with money, mm-hmm. and just, I'm sure everyone listening has, you know, certain money-limiting beliefs that their parents, like, brought down to them, all these things, and so I usually never speak to dad about money because I get very, very triggered, but I was really proud of myself. I did not feel, I felt really, like, ownership over my own money story while I was talking to him whereas every time I've talked to him in the past it's like been in relation to him does that make sense yeah totally like it's his money story that's been imprinted onto me so then when I talk to him it doesn't feel like I'm the one with the money so it was really or nice the opinion or the experience or the belief right yeah. and so like now that Camber is making money through our brand partnerships I mean, literally, I've had, like, a complete shift in the past month. Like, before, you know, we had money in the bank because of friends and family. And we never, like, when brands came to us, like, maybe we asked for, like, whatever, $1,000 or something. That's, like, it wasn't very strategic or wasn't even the focus. And now I am, like, a killer. And I, like, know my worth. It's, like, this complete shift. And I've had, we have brand partnerships right now that are, like, a couple months long. And... I started them obviously a couple months ago when our rates were so much lower and I didn't have this mindset. And now I'm like locked in. I'm like, fuck, like I'm making X amount from this other thing. And like, I, I, it's just, it's, it's interesting how much has changed and my mindset because Camber, you know, we've been doing so many community events and we, we've been saying yes to everything basically. And now I've learned like, oh, wow. I can afford now to be picky and also every single event that we put on has to be sponsored or paid or it's not worth it for me. And we did a lot of like, you know, free things just to like bring people to a store, bring people to a workout class. And I'm like, what are we getting out of that? Like, you know, and I saw my whole mindset has shifted. It's no longer about serving. Obviously, it's about serving the partners, but it's about what are what are we gaining from this? And I think that's been like a really empowering shift in my business and how I approach things. Yeah. It's so amazing. And also don't, what came through, what you were saying that is I've been in that place too, right? Where I quote a client something and then I'm with them for months and then people start paying higher and I have, but it's, you couldn't get to the higher price point unless that person signed first and you couldn't, you couldn't now offer these high price points if you hadn't been doing it for free for so long. So that's how you build up like your deserving muscle and your money muscle because you can't, you couldn't have gone from zero to where you're at now, like in one month, like you had to, you had to show your subconscious and believe that you could deliver for that quality. And now you're seeing because you're in demand and you've done it for free and you're doing all these things like that you can charge. And also, Fuck you to the coffee shop who said you, she wouldn't even give your Camber community free coffee for sponsoring your oh Camber. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Literally, the amount. Um, I mean, it's funny because. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, are you shitting me? I mean, everything. If if we ever work with. It's interesting. Like, restaurants in this, there's no money in the restaurant space. Like, all the brand partnerships we're getting are from, like, larger brands. Like, we just signed with Amazon Prime Video, which is insane. And, like. 
those like small coffee shops, I'm like, you guys need me more than I need oh, you. Yeah. And so you're going to give me a discount or you're going to give me free coffee. Like, Not just do you understand he, the he, level of exposure that I could give you? Yeah. It's like, it's funny how, and a lot, a lot of restaurants and bars will get it. It's just, yeah. Well, uh, also, if anyone's listening to this and is building a community and hasn't figured out how to do it, Mads has figured out how to do it. So if anyone wants some community strategy consulting sessions <laughs> with Mads, you should definitely fucking pay her because oh my God. what you've built is very impressive. It's it's like not, I mean, this is, and, and you've said it before with me, you know, people throw the word community around like a right. buzzword, but they don't actually have community. Yeah. They don't know how to mobilize people and it's big it's crazy i it's like a superpower i can like get people to places it's real yeah. and that is so hard and really really lucrative for brands or yes. for like partners anyway yeah. anyway so look at you coming into your own i know it's been very interesting but that is all to say that i was talking to dad and now i don't remember what we were talking about the bat mitzvah movie the bat mitzvah movie then you were having an empowering conversation with dad yeah. You're into money. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know where what, it went. Money mindset. I think we were talking about really in middle school and high school. Nope, not that. I mean, I guess I can just recap the conversation and maybe it'll come to me. But oh, okay. we were just talking. Oh, there it is. It came back. He was like, so right now, and many sisters know this, like I took a very very big pay cut to work on camber full-time um and i'm now kind of at the point financially where i no longer want to be at that salary but there really isn't a way unless now it's kind of shifting because we've been making money through camber but i don't really get all that money obviously in my bank account like that goes back into the business so i'm still at that same salary and so it's really hard for me to think uh to there's n- there's not really a way that I can make a lot more money through Camber, at least in the very short term. It'll be something that's in like the long term. So I've been trying to think about what that, how do I have supplemental income and where do I find it? All these things. And so, um, you know, I was telling dad that I spoke to my financial advisor and like I did like a, a thought experiment with her where I just said, okay, if I even just baseline, like if I'm saving 20% of my income and then 20% goes into uh investing and mutual funds like what what is the number 40% saving on investments and cash yeah like I want to like a lot I want to say I just like I I don't this is what I was telling dad I was like I do not want to be in position where I, I am in this position right now and this is where I'm trying to get out of if there is a surprise amount or expense that comes up I do not want that to throw me off and cause anxiety right now it does like my car situation I had to pay like 1500 to get it done look I'm very fortunate I can pay that but it was a a anxiety inducing shock to be like fuck I have to take that out of savings and this and it's like I don't I want to get to a level of financial freedom where like something like that obviously I don't want to be frivolous I don't want to be like that's no money but I don't want it to feel very like intense and emotionally charged that's my I think definition of financial success so I want to get my savings to a point where it's like I have either like I don't know 50k just sitting there 
that is just, you know, emergency money. And that takes a long time to build up and all these things. Anyways, so I spoke to my financial advisor about like, what is that number? And she gave me the number. I'm not going to say it, but it's like baseline. Like this is not even like to buy a home or to whatever. And it's, you know, double what I'm making now. You know, it's a lot more. And obviously to live in L.A. and the lifestyle I want and just to feel comfortable. And don't forget, bagels are 50% up these days. <laughs> oh, my God. The I price of bagels start- has increased 50%. And I'm sorry if that's not an indication of where our world's going. I don't know what is. Oh, my God. Sisters, um, you guys probably also have parents that do this. It's- Either their their lives are just like so boring and nothing is happening or like what the fuck is going on. But I think every parent does this where there something happens in their life and it could be so mundane or just like whatever. And they will tell every person with the same storytelling tone of voice. Now that's been dad for years. Okay, remember the remember the safety box at the Parker? Did you hear that story? No. When we were looking at the Parker Hotel, the safety box in the hotel rooms were on the floor. And dad just couldn't deal with it. He wanted them up. He was like, what? So I have to go down on my knees to get safety? the diamonds? What's the- this, he went off, oh, off, off. Oh, you mean the, the... The, sa- the safety box in hotel rooms. Right. The, no, they're called something else. The safe. The safe. The whatever. Safe. The safe. We were in the pool. And there's like one other person in the pool. And he goes, so did you notice <laughs> that the safe... They're on the floor at an establishment like this. What am I have to go on my knees? It was like a fucking Seinfeld. No, it was a curb your no, enthusiasm. Literally Kirby. This is this was my favorite one. Um, he walks into my to my room the other time I was here. I'm like literally sleeping. He runs in. He's like, hello. He's like, oh my god. We went we went to dinner last night. And you you know, I I don't like going to dinner. I, 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 I it takes a lot for me to like a like a place. Microphone and, etiquette. Sorry. It takes a lot for me to like a restaurant. Maddie, it was out of, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Out of this world. Okay. He says it to me. I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, love that you love the restaurant. I'm sitting in the kitchen. He calls his friend. Oh my God. Oh my God. I went to dinner. And you know, you know. that. I, I just, okay. So I unfortunately, story. I unfortunately think I got that from dad. I, okay. So you're, okay. So you're really transforming into a parent. Like that yeah. is complete dad energy to retell the same I fucking story. I retell the same story to so, 10 people. So basically uh, how this all started was scout just said that bagels are 50% off. So, or 50% more. We went to DZ Aikens. This is like a Jewish deli in San Diego. <laughs> and he comes back into the car. You know that bagels are 50% more. They increased them. And I was like, okay. Like, oh, just bagels at DZ's. I thought bagels like worldwide. <laughs> the demand went up so they you big you know like bread goes up all bread goes no, up i thought bagels went up so this one jewish deli oh <laughs> okay so anyways he calls um he calls his uh no he tells his fiance same exact thing and she goes what he tells he tells scout she goes oh my god what and i'm like this is the fifth time i've heard that bagels have gone up 50 percent says they're 18 dollars a dozen he told her housekeeper mika she was <laughs> She was like, oh, yes, I know. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, going back to the... Okay, back to the story. What you need. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about whimsy and row, right? 
Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. So now, yeah, what I need is a very, I have this number in my mind. um, And dad basically said, like, you're still so young and early in your career. And I was just like, that's so crazy because I'm 29. It doesn't feel like I'm actually, I feel young. And I feel, of course, that I have a whole long career in front of me, of course. But. I feel like that's something you say 
to someone in their early 20s. And so it was a weird moment because I was like, well, you have to wait, think do about, I actually, still have time? Because I don't feel like I do have much time. This whole, uh, I always remind myself this is that dad didn't start his business till he, he was 33. 35. He, or 35. I don't he think he started making money till he was 35. So he, so then we went into a whole thing where he was like, look, I, I, he was like, I went down to zero basically twice in my life. Yeah. And one, and he was like, I've had to move back in with Oma, our, our grandma. I was like, how old Isn't were you? That shocking. It's like, cause we think of our parents as like these financial gods. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you, you hear these yeah. and how he was able to rebuild. It's like crazy. But I said, how old are you? And he was like 33. Yeah. I, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. You're 33, zero dollars to your name, moved in with your mom. Can you imagine if I just like moved in with dad in, in five years? That's crazy. And then rebuild to the way that he did. Like, I don't know. But it's kind of empowering totally. in a way to know, you know, I'm 29. You, It's funny. You have always done things a couple years ahead of what I think I'm going to do. So, like, you got married when you were 26. You had a baby at 31. I'm probably going to get married at 31. Yeah, but financially, we are... I didn't start Scouts Agency until I was 28. Really? I didn't start making money until I was 28. You know, I think about Tinks a lot, where she didn't get... She was. She didn't start TikTok... She wasn't TikTok famous until she was 31. Think about Melissa Wood. She didn't pop off until she was 38. Whoa. Like, there's this... There's such a fucking fallacy that... And there, we have so much time. And so there, it's also the thing that I, I always think about because in this time zone, I mean, it's different for me now and I'm feeling the effects of it of like, I have a baby. And so it's just, it puts a different level of responsibility onto your shoulders where yeah. I wish that I told the advice that I would give my old self at your age is that yes, be super mindful and be super strategic and think about all these things and set up the security for yourself and Right now is the best time to risk. The best time no, to risk. I'm. I. I agree, and I. That's why I did Camber. Yeah. Because I knew I don't have a baby. I don't have any real responsibility. So it is the perfect time for that. But it's just even interesting that Dad is still saying that to me mm-hmm. two years later when I'm like almost thirty. Yeah. Especially if you don't have a kid, like it. It doesn't if matter. you don't have a kid and a mortgage, it really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it, I'm, I I don't want to say that as like a blanket statement for everybody, but yeah. it's the the risk and reward is such a different game until you have real responsibilities, and I mean responsibilities that aren't just your own because you can always pick yourself up. You know what I mean? Right. But I think it is a really important reframe because I think that people put so much pressure on we've talked about this like what how to make it in your 20s and now I look at people who are 27 and I'm like I didn't even start my business till I was 28 like I was I I was fucking floundering when I was 27 I didn't have anything going on for me so I mean we always say this that that your 20s are your most mismarketed decade like it's yeah truly I that's why I hate the book um the defining decade because it's just I understand that things have to get in motion and you should set a foundation in your 20s, but it's marketed as you have to have everything figured out. I mean, if you think about every single person that we truly admire, one, they did not have everything figured out in their 20s. Two, they did not put away 20% every fucking month to go into their investments starting at the age of 21. No. Every person we admire did not have that linear, 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 sorry, wow, linear traditional no um 
money story that we've been placed upon in society. And so I'm building out my money story right now. And I think that a lot of us are. And I think it's a really beautiful opportunity to redefine what our money stories are and take from the traditional path, but also do it in our own way in many ways. Yeah. Especially if you're starting businesses. I think that also traditional money paths in that sense, like what your financial advisor is telling you, not that we should definitely be listening to that advice. And I, you know, ever since we had Tori on, I, I do my treasury app every month. It's like, I have my retirement fund and I'm really grateful that I started doing those things. Um, and as an entrepreneur, we, I think that we do look at money differently because our earning potential is different. Right. And when we work on our businesses, I, I'm never, and I have to now because I have a family, so it's a little different, but I don't necessarily look at how much money I can make today while I, there's like 30% that's in my mind. It's if you're, if you're starting a business, you're building something that could hopefully, it's like you're investing in your business that will pay out even more in a couple years than like a, a traditional investment fund, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. It's just a different way. Like people who have salaries that are projected and secure every month, they have the ability and it is smart for them to strategically map out, okay, 10% goes here, 20% here, da, 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 da. Yeah, because you know, because there's consistency and you know what's, you can map it out. There's With also entrepreneurship, no, you don't really, you can't well, there's really. There's also no opportunity to fast track a certain thing or to increase your income or to, you know what I'm saying? You're subject to certain amount of increases every year. Um, and so when you own your own business, it's different, but it's also high risk, high reward at the same time, yeah. which is why so many people we hear all the time people going to zero and you're like, how did that happen? Like, that's the tough part of being an entrepreneur. It's just a different money game. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm feeling, I'm really proud of you. I'm feeling a lot of abundance. Oh yeah. 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 A lot of abundance, a lot of, it feels as though all of the shit that happened Mm kind of like now I'm getting rewarded for the shit. I mean, that's, that's that's the equation that's the equation (laughs) i mean yeah literally just like shit you do it for free you hustle you You don't know what's going on you're out of your comfort zone you put in the work and then you and now i'm like you reap the "Ah." rewards and it's a feeling it's a weird like oh i yeah i know my worth It, it happened so quick it was like literally this past month i've been seeing such a shift where it's i know my worth mm-hmm. i know what i've built and i believe in it and like it's wait so this is okay this is so crazy i'm just realizing it this is the first time in your business that you've been directly you signed a client and directly got paid a good amount of money with a reputable vendor and client mm-hmm. based upon the work of your last couple of years that is like the most empowering moment well, it's been happening I know, but like in the last couple months, it's like actually like really, really, really been happening. That's the most empowering place to be. The best, the best thing about Camber, at least to me, is like sometimes I'll be like doing a TikTok. I'm like, this is so dumb. This is not work. And or I'll be like, wait, I have to get back to work. And I'm like, no, wait, that that was literally the TikTok the day in and day out of me posting every motherfucking day. That is what brought me to where this deal came it wasn't that like i outreached to this brand they came to us like, yeah and they came to us because they saw what we put in mm-hmm. so it's two years of fucking posting every day on tiktok and then now you see 
the benefits. And so, I mean, now when you talk to people who want to start businesses, <laughs> it's really funny because I was speaking to someone, one of my founder friends the other day, and I, I and I was speaking also to my co-founder about this. Like, I have to like sift through my thoughts about this where if someone ever DMs me or like wants to talk to me because they want to start a business, I literally tell them, don't do it. I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. Like don't do it. And it was funny because my co-founder or I would say like, I would never do this again. I would never start it over. Like thinking about starting over, like gives me anxiety. I would, I have PTSD and which is terrible. Like that's not like, you know, but, and my co-founder was like, wait, really? You would say that? Like, are you unhappy? Like what? I was like, no, I'm actually really happy right now. But, I don't know if I would like want the shit again. And I honestly, I get really PTSD when people ask me for advice or that, or want to talk to me about starting their own business. I'm just like, I, I can't really, cause maybe I'm still in the thick yeah. of it. I'm not graduated completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about, you know, like our advisor or, you know, I thought, Oh, maybe one day I'll become an advisor to other businesses or women or even like an investor. So I could change the nature of that. And just thinking about going in, like, I remember when we were really uh, having a tough time in the business and our advisor, Allie Kriegsman, I, you know, she came in and I was trying to explain things and it was like all jumbled and she just like knew exactly, yeah. da, da, da. I was just like, oh my God, this is so, I'm sh- I'm sure this is going to be so difficult for her to come in from an outside perspective. And but, but It's it all the was, same. Uh, yeah. Like, it was actually easier for her because she oh, had yeah. that ex- external perspective. But it was interesting. It was like, I don't want to do that for companies that are all tangled up, which is every company. I don't know. I, I have to think more. I mean, I think. Uh, I think I just need to graduate from this phase. But, but I, I would I think, never do it again. <laughs> I think the bottom line is that even when you graduate, the, 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 <laughs> the scary part is that even when you graduate from the phase, there's another one. Like, right. look, at, I've had right. a really tough year in my business this year. And last year, I was the most confident, empowered, in love with entrepreneurship than I've ever been. And now I've gone through a phase where I'm like, oh, motherfucking fuck did I get blown out, right? Like, I just mm-hmm. got beat up, it feels like. yeah. And you're in that place where you're like, shit. And it's just a constant reminder that the more you grow your business, you graduate a level, you you sift for a couple, a little bit, and then you go through another one, and then you sift. Like the bigger you grow, the bigger problems you have, the different levels of problems, and you have to. It's like the gym; like you have to strengthen the muscle over and over again. So right. it's never. It, it, that's that's the crazy mind trip of entrepreneurship. Is it really, truly is never over? It just isn't. Like you're and reaping I- the rewards right now, but. It'll come back. Oh, it'll come back. You'll be down and then you'll be up and then you'll be down. And so it, for me, it's mostly like when someone wants to start a business or talk to me about starting a podcast or this or that, for me, it's mostly, I suppose the annoying thing is, which I should check my ego on this, but the annoying thing is, is like explaining to them what it actually takes before they're going to get paid. And then I'm like, I can't, I can't have this conversation because I know you're going to fucking do it for two weeks. And I've wasted like an hour talking to you. Literally same. So that's, I think that's That's more what it is where it's like, I want to be inspirational. I want to motivate people. Like I get it. I want to be that for people, but realistic. Exactly. I mean like, Maybe maybe I shouldn't say this, but someone came to us that's close to us and and had a business idea, and I th- both of you and I were like, "Do you understand like what it takes? And do you are you actually committed to this? Do you want to like submit f- the next five to eight years of your life building this? Like, 
I don't th- and I'm not trying to dissuade you. I'm not trying to like be a, a, a whatever, no, but, but it, that's that I just like don't yeah. I literally am dissuading people. I'm like don't don't do it unless you're actually serious. Like and it's the same with raising money and I think I think about I mean this is something I'm like really passionate about is especially in the tech space. Like everyone just thinks they need to raise money and it's like I am so grateful we didn't raise. I know. Honestly, so I was I was grateful. I'm not going to lie. I was secretly praying that no. you couldn't because I don't think, I really didn't feel like it was your path. No. One, it was not my path. Two, our business model is not a venture-backed business. Yeah. Like now it's completely shifted to being what it's a brand and a media company. Yeah. That is not a venture-backed business model. No. And so can you imagine if we raised $1 million? How would I have returned that? Mad. They would have expected me to make $10 million in revenue by next year. Can I'm, you imagine I'm the type of business? You, I'm telling you the amount of times I bit my tongue because I knew, I knew it wasn't the right path, but I knew you had to try it and follow it and because you had this idea of what it was. Like yeah. we all have ideas of what certain things are. Literally. I knew that you were, listen, the same way I'm not a fit. You're not a fit for that type no. of a business. And literally, I'm going to make more money. I was speaking to one of my founder friends and she was saying, she went through this uh, incubator program called Techstars and one guy came, uh, you know, was talking to them and he was like, the best thing I did for my business was not raise venture of a capital. He said, it's, I work with five of my best friends. We make eight, $9 million a year. We all pocket it because yeah. we have no investors. We all own it. And we take Fridays off and golf. Okay, wait. I was like, hold on. Hold oh on. my God. What that's you just said, me. Wait, wait, What you just said is so fucking important because this is what I'm going through right now in my business. Obviously not with venture capital, but we need to start wearing, we need to stop wearing like, this is my investor. This is how many employees. This is this. This is that. Like all of the parts of the business that make it sound great to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I feel like every time you add on one of those things, you make less money. Yeah. And what is way more impressive is a team of five who makes $9 million yeah. than a team of 50 where they make $3 million a year. Like Totally. It's, and it's... I'm now starting to see the facade even in my industry, not because we're not venture, you know, we don't do capital, but I'm seeing the facade in my industry. And I'm like, yeah. okay, wait, let's get back to the unsexy shit. The unsexy yeah. shit is like a small business that makes a fuck ton of money. Yeah. That you, doesn't have all these bells things. and whistles yeah. and fluff and bullshit. Like it's like enough. Yeah. I'm like so done. Yeah. I'm so done. Like I want to just make a shit ton of money. And the way to do that is by being small. And the literally all these brand deals that I've been bringing in for Camber, obviously I don't see them right now, but like if it's more consistent, like I'm going to start to take home that money. I would not have been able to do that if I was a venture back company yes. because a lot of it has to go Bat, it would it would have to One, fuel the company to grow dollar. to a place that is unnatural for it to grow. Whereas, and then you, I could when, just take it. Yeah, and also every dollar is ridiculously counted for in that yes, kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You have no freedom. It's not a it, it's not a freedom based business model when you no. have venture capitalism. No. and you have to get really clear about what what your what your values are. And I think I've been so stripping down all the ego. Like the yeah. other day. Same. I thought I thought randomly about Forbes 30 under 30 and I was like well first of all I'm I'm almost 30 so I, I don't even think I qualify I mean it's like one I actually don't think I qualify because you have to be a venture backed in the tech Forbes 30 under 30 sector you have to be so I think it's in the consumer social sector you would be under like media but they would but you haven't fully 
No, no, no. But you need to have raised money, I think, to be Forbes 30 under 30, which yes, is insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, you also have to hit certain revenue benchmarks. Right. Whereas, like, well, regardless, I was just thinking about it, and I hadn't thought about it in a while because I used to write every single day in my journal, I want to be Forbes 30 under 30. For, and I literally was like, I don't know. I don't, one, I don't give a sh- flying fuck. Yeah. And two, I, I, no, it would be I thought about it. I saw I sat there and I thought about what it would feel like to receive that. And it's exactly what Liz Tram was saying. Their rival fallacy. Yeah. It would maybe feel cool for a second. And then what the fuck was that for? If you literally just took out me posting about Forbes 30 under 30 on Instagram. Your life would be the same. What would it be? Yeah. What would it I mean, listen, there were there's opportunities that get opened up because of that. But eh, whatever. Like but maybe there's not, a network thing. It's kind of like going to business school. It's like, yeah, you have access maybe to certain people, but it's definitely not. Um, it's not like a like personal achievement wise. Like, do you think I would feel different about my self worth? No. Whereas if you told me that a couple years ago, or it would actually, um, it actually, I think maybe would deposit money into the into the self-worth bucket that's based upon things that aren't in your control like if you got it you wouldn't find internal self-worth you would you would um yeah start outsource to it. it you would for, outsource it by yeah. oh i'm worthy because i got forbes 30 under 30 versus oh i'm just fucking worthy and that's such a better place to be in so much better when you can give it to yourself yeah when you can give it to yourself externally and i think that's something i've learned this past year i, w- I really surprised myself i like thought about it. i was like oh my god i like don't even give a shit whereas I, and look you, what's happened now that you don't give a shit. Right. It's like such a weird mi- mind switch where also, when you just start giving it to yourself rather than also, looking. Also, I, I stand by the fact that when you, like when your business starts making money because of what you've created, it is a different level of empowerment and it is a different level yeah. of confidence. Because like, it's, ex- it's a value exchange. It's a, and it's also, you know, you've been working so hard to build this thing You've been backed by the amount that you raised from a friends and family round and you're creating, but there was never, there was never that exchange back to you, which might've been why you had such a tough time. But now you've done a bunch of hard work. You've sold a piece of your product to someone who pays you for a certain exchange. Yeah. And to know that someone paid you, like the thing that you did, someone paid you. It is the most, for me personally, the most fulfilling, satisfying empowering transaction one can have it's that and then it's also the people recognizing me when i go out and not that's not in an ego way it's more of a like it's in a reach way it's a reach like uh what the fuck like how like and it's not even it's funny like i was at dry bar and every time i go to dry bar the receptionist always knows me it's like and i've gone to multiple dry bars and they'll come up to me they're like wait you're the camera girl right and and she says, you know, we get a lot of celebrities that come into Dry Bar and I never feel like I can talk to them. But with you, yeah. I like feel comfortable going up to you because yeah. it's a different level. What's the difference between It's a different level. Media. People see yeah. me as their friend. And I think that's what it is. It's not like you seeing like Emma Chamberlain. You wouldn't go up to Emma Chamberlain or like go up to a celebrity. I'm not trying to say I'm like that. I actually, I'm saying I'm not like that. People feel like this, like, oh my God, wait, you're the girl that I literally save all my stuff and I've gone to all your restaurants that you recommend. And like, it's a different thing. And I, I it's hard for me to even like qua- uh, qualify, qualify, whatever, like explain it to people because it's not about just I'm a content creator that people see. It's like they they feel like I'm their friend and it's something yeah. different. I think, I think it's that's like, why Tinks is so 
famous. Yeah, and it's the same people with have like, felt like she's podcasters. I feel yeah. like people yeah. have that relationship where, yeah, I would feel more starstruck and also feel more compelled to go up to a podcaster that I really admire yes. and love rather than like a Haley Bieber. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, side note, Mrs. Haley Bieber um, dropped off a little package for me. I know. I heard that she hand this? delivered it. She hand delivered me <laughs> a package. Um, no, the road social media team loves camper. <laughs> like uh, this is what I'm realizing. Every social media team on loves every big camper. business loves camper. Loves camper. Like it's, I'm literally besties with the Casamigos social media team, the now the road social media team. It's like insane. Yeah, I you know rare beauty. Like you went to the 818 party. The A one eight. Oh my god, the A one eight social media team. I have all their phone numbers. Like it's just it's wild. But Road, yeah, she she said she. I got I was on the PR list, which is there we go, there we go. Dumb. I didn't even know I didn't even know Haley Bieber had Road until like two months ago. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm not I, gonna lie, that I strawberry did. peptide thing is unbelievable. Is it the milk thing? No, no, no. It's a lip balm. Oh, and you sisters, know what? you know the saga I've been dealing with with my lip balm situation. Do you know the, the saga? I don't know if I want to know. Is it the Glossier? Glossier changed their formula. It's oh, fucking bullshit. So, so now I've been trying to find a replacement. I've loved the Summer Fridays one because I also want something with a little tint. I've I been, need a tint. Yeah, I've been wanting to try the Summer Fridays one. But it's I incredible. Haven't. Get the brown butter. Okay. Because it has a little brown tint, Ooh. which I love. I need and a little then, tint. I need a little tint. And then um, Road, the one she just did. Okay. Because I'm, I'm realizing that like I actually do like a... Uh, flavor. Oh, okay. I'll check out some. I think I'm going to get the Summer Fridays like, one. And the, the road strawberry one, it does taste like the Krispy Kreme strawberry glazed donuts that came in the package, and I ate all three of them one sitting. Oh, amen. They were delicious. Um, Thank you. Well, all I can say, Mads, is I'm really, really, really proud of you. Feels like Thank you. There's a level of, I don't know, coming of age. It's like you've like... I'm you've, coming of age. You're coming of age. You're for sure coming of age. <laughs> I'm coming a bat mitzvah. <laughs> you're an elf. You're making money in your business. You're getting your money mindset together. You're yeah. owning your worth. You're stripping away ego. You're getting the confidence. And even though you're telling people to not do it because you wouldn't do it over, <laughs> I bet you you would rather feel this way than you did five years ago. Oh, 100%. Yes. I know. It's hard. It, it was worth it. It was worth it, of course. Listen, nothing good comes easy. Nothing good comes easy. You yeah. have to go through the shit. You gotta, you gotta Cadet Kelly your way through the shit in order to get to the goods. Yeah, you do. To the goodies and by the Sierra. <laughs> I see her. Um, I don't know how much time we are at, but I wanted to just ask you yeah. about you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Forty <laughs> minutes into the episode, would love. Well, I was just saying that, like, we were at Shabbat last night, and I was telling you that. Yeah. What would you like you to know? ask me? Well, I was just saying, and I, do, sisters, I don't want this to come off wrong, but you're just you've for the longest time you've been the me. It feels like mm -hmm. there's like been a role reversal in the past month where you're always this like inspirational you know mm -hmm. non-victim mentality mm -hmm. person that mm -hmm. is like yeah i'm so i'm i'm love when i go through a depression or a, a dark time mm -hmm. because i know on the other side i'm gonna be so much stronger like an opportunity comes on the other end like mm -hmm. there's always been that mindset like for five years that we've been doing okay sis which also happy mm -hmm. birthday to okay sis we, oh this is this is our fifth this year. is the fifth year yeah yeah this, <laughs> this is, the is fifth like year. actually yeah, fifth yeah, year. yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just more so wanted, and I was saying that to you that I was like, it's sad to me to see mm. you not ha like. It feels like everything that you've been preaching kind of went the other way, 
And then you were you took that as like, sorry, I've been a bummer. But it wasn't that you're being a bummer. Mm-hmm. I more so just want you to get back to that hopefulness that you typically exude. Yeah, you know, first I want to say that that underlying belief system and hopefulness is there. That's good. Um, I still believe that I'm going to come out stronger and that I'm going to love my life again and that I'm going to feel on top. Um, but I've gone through, I'm, I'm just, I'm just at capacity and it's not this time. It's not, oh, I'm going through an uncomfortable thing because I'm getting out of my comfort zone and I'm growing. It's like real, a really fast level of responsibility that's been placed on my shoulders being a mom and running a business and supporting being the breadwinner of my family. And there's a lot and you know, what's been going on in my life. And so to, there's sometimes when you go through things where it's just jumping into that inspirational jargon is going to be bypassing the reality of what's happening in my life right now. And I am not going to lie when I say that I'm, I'm very lost. I feel really lost. And it's okay that I feel lost. It's okay. I'm going through a huge transition this year. Becoming a mom is no joke. I think I definitely have postpartum hormone depression and I'm getting it checked. And I went through a really, really rough time. And um, it's okay that I'm lost right now because I can't skip this step, you know, when we heal and we move through, you can't skip the step where you feel like everything's fucked. You can't, you can't dwell in it, but you can't skip it. And I've never been in the position that I'm in and it's new and my life suddenly isn't fully mine. And there's a lot of grieving that comes with being a mom and, um, there's a lot of real life responsibility that's placed on my shoulders right now. And I feel like I can't breathe and there's nothing I can do. There are things I can do, but you know, the, the parts of my life that are difficult aren't things that I can wish away right now or mindset my life away. And, you know, and I am monitoring my mindset and taking care of myself, but it's also okay that I'm here because I can't skip here because if I'm going to get on the other end, which I know I'm going to, if I skip this part, the the reward isn't going to wait for me. And this time, and I, I, t- I told my husband, this is without a doubt the lowest I've ever been in my life. Even when I was struggling from bipolar, <laughs> but I think it's a testament to my tools and to my mindset that I get up every day and I go to work and I take responsibility and I'm continuing with my business and I take care of Lily and I am really showing up as a mature adult and I'm taking care of myself and I'm doing what I have to do. And so I think that if anything, that's a testament to my belief system 
and my spirituality and my mental health tools. Uh, but at one point, I have to call a spade a spade, and I can't pretend that I'm okay because I'm not. And that's why it's been hard for me to show up on OKSIS and on the Instagram because I'm so open usually. But yeah, you know, it's hard. And believe me, I don't feel good in this position. And I'm proud of myself because I'm doing what what I need to do to move through a challenging part of my life. And I do know what's waiting for me on the other end. But I also know that this time I can't rush the process. So I'm doing what I can and I'm, and I'm showing up. But yeah, for sure. I'd like, I'd like the other scout to uh, enter the chat sometime soon. The old scout can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> She's dead. But I think that's, I mean, you even said this also like, you know, transitioning from being pregnant to being a mom and grieving even like your body or grieving your, but it's not that it's like, sadness or it's it's obviously a grief of an old self but like the new metamorphosis that you're about to come into could be grander and even better oh it is than the let you know than it the is. one like when before. i think about my highest self i see her so perfectly yeah. she's got two kids she's yeah. got she's got it you know but this is it's okay to I think if I ever learned anything from motherhood and I like didn't want to think this way, but it's okay to hate certain parts of it yeah, and to love certain parts of it. It's okay to think it's totally the fucking bullshit that you can't be who you want to be and love being home with your baby. It's, it's like, I've never experienced something that's both sides both. of the spectrum. Right. And it is such a big life transition that... I mean, it's everything. It changes everything. To not fully grieve and to not be in resistance of it and to not resent it, not your baby, but to resent the transition, I think would do yourself a disservice. Because if I can just grieve and move through and figure out and go through this transition... But it also means that, like, you you know, if people are... if people do become mothers and they're like so obsessed with their new life, that's mean that they were they were looking for something to like fulfill them or there was a lack in their old life. Whereas like you had this beautiful full life. Yeah. I was and very... it wasn't that you were looking to fill something with Lily. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, now it's just completely shifted and now we need to find what that fullness looks like yeah. on this side. And I said it and I don't know how to particularly it, it, explain it but becoming a mother didn't fulfill a purpose right in me I I right. was if I didn't become a mom I would have been fully in my purpose and aligned and fulfilled yeah and that's not to say that she took away a purpose it's not that at all it's just that I think some people become parents because that's one of their big purposes mm-hmm. and my big purposes is to is to have Lily right like to have Lily specifically but the, the pursuit of motherhood um, is not one of my main purposes. And, and that's okay. And I'm coming to realize that. And mm-hmm. it's fine. if it, it, it doesn't mean anything about how much I love her and the attention like, I give her and the life. How good of a parent you'll be. Yeah, and my priorities. Like, she's my priority, of course. But it's okay, I think, if motherhood isn't the the missing puzzle piece in your heart that you right. are looking for. And for, for those that it is, that's great. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like you've probably hit a bigger jackpot than I did. Um, 
so it's just I, I had such a strong sense of self and such a strong identity. Yeah. And I, I, I wasn't lacking anything. Right. So exactly. it's just a different it's and I know that like in a couple of years I will fully step into and embody this new identity. And when I think of my highest self, she's got two kids. She does. And I mm-hmm. I don't think I was ever meant to be like a mom. I think I was meant to, to have Lily's. Lily and whoever's coming next yeah. eventually. And like that's that's the way I view this, you know? Yeah. So well. I'm proud of you. I'm Thank here you. to support you Thank and you. to help you. Thank you. And I agree that it's okay that you're going through this and yeah. you shouldn't feel shame around the challenge and the discomfort. So take all the time you need to Thanks. move through it. And we're excited to meet the new scout on the other end. Yeah, I'll let you know when she's arrived. Okay, great. We'll have a little coming out party. I'm coming out. No. I, I want, want the, the world to know. know. We have to start planning Lily's first go. birthday. I know. It's Holy shit. But I got to go. I got to go to my nephew's oh. birthday. Okay. Sisters, we love you so much. If you loved this episode, such a classic girl chat, sister chat episode. Yeah. Um, Scout cries, then we laugh. Yeah, then we laugh. Maddie gives an update on her <laughs> money mindset. <laughs> Literally. Um, but we love you so much. If you are so inclined, you can leave us. A five-star review. It really helps the pod get yeah. discovered and spread the sisterhood. Yeah. And because I already feel shame running through my body, I love my daughter very fucking much. Oh, my and God. she's everything no. to me. This is a very vulnerable, and I think a lot of women will also, appreciate this. Oh, we already updated that. Yeah, you're right. We already updated that Lily's a model. So. Oh, yeah. Lily is a model. Sign the contract. Keep you updated Keep on updated. that journey. Love you all, sisters. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.